I'm Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. Welcome to our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. I'm joined today here in headquarters office in Annapolis by Tanner Council, who is our grassroots coordinator in Virginia, working out of the Brock Environmental Center in Virginia Beach at the mouth of the Chesapeake Bay right along the shores of the Lynn Haven River on one side and the Chesapeake on the other. So welcome, Tanner. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. We're here to talk about Clean the Bay Day, what has really become almost an institution in Virginia. One day when volunteers come out and do an extraordinary job of cleaning up trash and litter, tires, old washing machines. I might get you to tell us some of the more interesting Every, things. Everything inclu- including the kitchen sink. Everything including. And we catalog all of the litter as well, don't we? We do. We get we get records normally of the, the largest, the most common, and the strangest finds. Okay. So, Tanner, let's start from the beginning. Tell us just a little bit of how Clean the Bay Day got started and how CBF took over and when that happened and what are where are we now? Okay. Uh, so, it Clean the Bay Day, we're in the 28th annual iteration of the program. So it stretches back quite quite a ways. So a lot of the stories that we know about are actually, there were no clear records. Nobody really knew that this was going to become such an institution, as you said, um, or the real Virginia tradition that it is now. Um, But it did start, having spoken with some of the founders, it started around a kitchen table, as some of the best programs do, some of the best ideas do. Um, and with some citizens that said, hey, you know, we're starting to notice some problems with litter on our beaches. And if nobody's going to do it, we're, we're going to be the ones that are going to do it. And, and that was 28 years ago? 20, 1989. 1989. 1989. So I imagine that they were, some, they were having discussions in the late 80s. And by 1989, they decided to do something about it. I don't think that it's a coincidence that Clean the Bay Day happens on the Saturday after Memorial Day. So that's when the beaches get their first big hit of tourists for the year. So um, they weren't necessarily doing it for the tourists, maybe. They were doing it to start and, and start the season off right, mm-hmm. you know, right after they get their first big hit. And um, it's from there, it was started in Virginia Beach, and from there it really just grew like wildfire. Um, neighboring localities like Norfolk and Chesapeake, Portsmouth, Hampton, they started taking it on. Uh, when the military joined, that was a big jump in our numbers. Um, because we have, in the, the citizenry and in, in the civilian life, we have volunteers. In the Navy, they have voluntolds. And so they started getting really big numbers of people. <laughs> Say that again. We have volunteers in the military. They have voluntold. They're, they're told. Vol- Sometimes they're voluntold what to do. Now, I don't want to take anything away from our Navy partners. They come out because they love to do it. They work and they know how much the water means to them, especially the Navy. I mean, they're working on and around it at all times and on those beaches. And their families go to those beaches, too. They have access to great beaches that the civilians don't. So in any case, the program continued to grow. And um, about 11 years later, by about 2000, it had just become too big for these volunteer, the core volunteers to manage it. And CBF took it on. Um, And uh, it ran for um, about 11 years under a woman named Sharon Smith, um, who made the program really what it is today. It it expanded throughout the state of Virginia. Um, So now we have sites all the way to Northern Virginia, all the way up and down the Eastern shore, west of the Shenandoah Valley, everywhere. Um, and all the state parks in the watershed participate. It is just, um, and it really has grown into a real Virginia tradition. And Tanner, when did you start? 
This is my sixth Clean the Bay Day. Sixth so my, I joined in 2010, so this is my sixth one. Give us a sense of uh, what it's like on that Saturday. What sort of numbers do we get out? What sort of people turn out? So the typical Clean the Bay Day is between six and 8,000 people. It's normally closer to seven. That's a typical turnout. The litter that we, uh, and we normally cover about 450 to 500 miles of shoreline. Those numbers don't really change much. The trash does fluctuate a little bit. So we'll see between 110, 200,000 pounds of debris. 110 to 200,000 pounds are collected each year. In three on, hours. In three hours. Yes. It is, a, it is a massive amount of debris. And we've collected 6.2 million pounds over the lifetime of the program. Hmm. You can only imagine trying to start a program that right. says that's our goal is to pick up 6 million pounds of trash. I mean, just funding it alone would be a joke. And so we do this all on volunteer labor. It's a real labor of love across the state. Um, so we see those trash numbers sort of fluctuate a little bit because we do see improved um, improvements at Clean the Bay Day sites. So the first year you go in, you're pulling out the refrigerator and the tires and the kitchen sink. And then over time, those sites tend to stay cleaner. Hmm. And that is um, no accident. Clean sites tend to stay cleaner. If you think about it, you go and you, you're thinking about throwing something on the ground, you look around, you see a bunch of trash on the ground, what's one more piece? Right. And on the other hand, if you see nothing, you say, maybe I'll just put that one in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the coordination uh, between volunteers, local government. Tell us about how the structure of Clean the Bay Day works. So it is, a, we, I look at it sort of as a pyramid where most of the, most of the weight, honestly, is bared at the bottom. So you have the volunteers that come out and do the work. Um, each individual volunteer does a small amount. They're like one brick. But cumulatively, they're picking up all this debris. Above them are zone captains. And those are volunteer leaders that have taken a little extra initiative to, de um, to lead that site. So they're in charge of distributing bags, making sure the debris is, is round up and called in, reporting the data, and of course, safety, making sure everybody's having a good, safe time at that site. Moving up, you have our partners. And this is the really interesting level where we have, I mentioned the United States Navy, we have the Army Corps, there's other DOD installations, but then city, city governments, county governments, nonprofit organizations, civic leagues, churches. Elected officials. Elected officials. So in our, in our, yep, that's exactly right. So we see a, a good turnout from um, congressional representatives. Congressman Scott Ridgell is a is a frequent supporter of Clean the Bay Day, um, right down to our local um, or our state legislature. So um, now Senator DeSteff um, has come out for many years, um, and um, uh, government appointees like Doug Dominich. Um, Secretary of Natural Resources, Secretary yeah. Natural Resources. Has, okay. has come out um, a couple of times as well. So, and that's that's really great. And I'll tell you, one of we we take those um, those volunteers very seriously because we're able to get them out into the resource, out of the halls, and into the resource, and talking to other people, talking to volunteers who are there, and learning I, things about the local environment and other people having a chance to ask them questions and, inter and interact. Absolutely. And they have an opportunity to address the crowd, which they almost always do. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so those are special experiences that we really try to cater to. And we'll always send CBF staff to help there so as not to detract from, say, the zone captain that says, oh, wait a minute, I've got a congressman coming today. And it <laughs> completely throws him or her off their game 
we'll send some CBF staff out there to make sure the messaging hits as well. And to show that, you know, this is a litter cleanup. Yes, we're picking up, we're just doing a simple, you know, uh, sweep of the area, but to sort of tie in the other, the deeper meaning of the program. Uh, so Tanner, the corporate sponsors have been really uh, valuable for this program to say the least. Uh, give us a sense of who have been some of the prime corporate sponsors over the years. Uh, this year, we've, had, we've been, had great support for many, many years. This year, our lead sponsorship is shared by CSX and Norfolk Southern with additional sponsorship by the Port of Virginia, River Network and Budweiser, and Heliosage. Uh, we also have our media sponsors with All Daily, Inside Business, and our printing is done by Allegro. So the first Saturday in June, right. what, what is the date? I don't have June my... June 4th. June Saturday, 4th, June 4th. Saturday, June 4th. Uh, much information about this on our website. How do people get involved? How do, how do people find out about sites, where to go, how to, how to be part of this great thing? We have a beautiful website at cbf.org slash clean. Slash clean after cbf.org. Mm -hmm. And you go there, there's a big blue button that says register now. There's another one lower on the page and you can see all of our sponsors there. You can see um, a little bit of the history that we talked about. You can see some video from previous, from coverage from previous years. Um, and of course, when you click that register now button, you'll see a long list of sites all over the state and they're listed regionally. So you can look and say, I'm gonna be in the South side, I'm in Northern Virginia, I'm on the Eastern shore. And you can start to look at, at different areas. Clean the Bay Day actually has about 250 sites. So we group them all into, into regions. So central, you know, so um, South side, Virginia, you'll see Norfolk, Portsmouth, Chesapeake, Virginia Beach, and you pick one of those, and then you'll be contacted and told exactly where to go. And uh, one of the things that has always impressed and uh, me, impressed me is the number of corporate sponsors. This is largely run by volunteers and CBF staff but there's a lot of expense that goes into it and our corporate sponsors have been terrific over the years. Absolutely, so we have had a wide variety of different sponsors. This year, uh, CSX and Norfolk Southern are sharing the lead sponsorship for the program. Um, and we also have participation by um, a lot of, we have our media sponsors as well, which chip in, um, Alt Daily and Inside Business. This year are our sponsors. Um, our printer, Allegra Printing, does, does a huge in-kind donation for the massive amounts of recycled paper that we use to get out all the, the data cards and the promotional materials. So, yeah, again, just everybody kind of coming together for a common cause. I think there's a great symbolism in Norfolk Southern and CSX, two competitors, obviously, <laughs> coming together to work for a common objective. And it, it, you and I were talking earlier, it, it really is a great example of how things can be done and achieved when many different groups, many different uh, sectors of society, parts of government come together in a coordinated fashion with one spot on the wall, one effort. Talk a little bit more about that coordination you've seen and how impressed you've been with it. So if if only the work that we did Baywide, to, Baywide the bay, ran as smoothly as Clean the Bay Day. So we there are people partners are coming from lots of different points of view. You have the military, you have corporations, you have city governments and nonprofit organizations. And it is my job as coordinator to kind of bring them all into 
um, into agreement to just show up on the same day and to field and to report the same amount of data. But more or less, this is something that everybody gets behind. There's no controversy with it. Um, and while they may be in it for people come for different reasons, at the end of the day, we have the same result. And everybody sees that we put in this small amount. And even this goes right down to the volunteer as well. I've been part of this for three hours, but you look out and you see how much we were able to do in three hours. And so it really gives you a sense of what, what could be accomplished. And so it is a model of cooperation. That kind of coordination and um, uh, across the region, everybody working toward the same objective. You know, you and I also were talking, we've, we hear from time to time, well, it's just trash. It's not really pollution. But you had some thoughts on that. Right. Well, so first of all, um, litter is probably our most preventable and easiest pollution. You can either just reach down and pick it up or you can just not drop it in the first place. Um, unfortunately, as we know, the pollution, the more insidious and dangerous pollution is the stuff that we can't see. So on one hand, a plastic bag is just like a sediment plume or an algal bloom working its way through the watershed working its way through a water body. So whenever you, where you see litter, it's often where there's smoke, there's fire. But more than that, um, the program is a gateway for a lot of people to come out for the first time and to see that they can make a difference. So the symbolism of picking up and you, you, you fill a bag of trash and your sister filled up a bag of trash and your buddy filled up a bag of trash. And when you walked on that site that day, there was all this trash and you look back as you're leaving and it's all gone. People get a sense of accomplishment. People get a sense that a difference can be made and that it really is a cumulative, is a, is a in a cooperative way, you can make a big difference in a relatively short amount of time. So um, I think that especially with litter, there are additional kind of learning points there. This is where, you know, in Hampton Roads especially, which is where the program started, polluted runoff, from storm events running off of our streets. That is our that is our, our most serious source of pollution there. And that's exactly where all this stuff comes from. People aren't going and throwing, walking over to the beach to throw a trash bag in the sand. They aren't getting off the bridge to throw it into the water. It's all come washed off, off of our streets, just like all the other sources of pollution. And you gotta believe, and, and we know there are real examples of this, when people start to do something like this, start to see the contribution they can make in those three hours, that, uh, that creates a conservation ethic in people that encourages them to go on to the next step of doing more and learning more and be more engaged. And it's, it really has been an enormously valuable and successful way of getting people in touch with their environment and learning that they can, in fact, make a difference. Clean the bait, we, we refer to it as the gateway program. You know, you don't have to know a whole lot. You don't have to, you know, you know be a tree hugger to come out and do this program. <laughs> You come out, you pick up litter for a few hours, and you see that okay, there is a space for me. There is a space for me in this, in, in this, in the in the world, in the ethos of conservation. Great corporate opportunity to engage employees. Great family opportunity to engage children. Oh yeah, really good. Any any particular story or person or piece of trash or that has stood out in your six years. One one piece of debris that has always <laughs> stood out to me was a a light bulb 
that had a full mature oyster growing on it. And it just stood out to me. And I don't know, there's there's so many symbols in there of the oyster and the light bulb light and the bulb. idea, the delicacy of or, or how delicate a light bulb is and how delicate our, you know, an oyster is and how those two work together. I don't know. I'll let, I'll let the listeners be the judge of what that means. <laughs> but that's always stood out in my mind. We have found everything out there, though. Um, we have found, um, I mean, I think every year we find an, an entire vehicle out there and just spread across the watershed in every different part. Um, and are, are cigarette butts still the most common? Cigarette butts are, are typically reported as the most common. It'll, yeah. it'll be cigarette butts or some form of plastic. So it's either a plastic bag or a plastic bottle. Mm-hmm are the most common. Um, tires, you'd think that they were reproducing out there. They just, we just keep finding them, we find them again and again. Spawning tires in the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> it's an unreported story. I think of, and there are some folks out there, Cameron Swain is a, is a park ranger, park manager at Falls Cape State Park. And she has been part of every single Clean the Bay Day. And she started when she was 16, when she was part of one of their first cleanups, when it was just a, she didn't know that it was going to go for 28 years, much less be managing the program at her park 28 years later. But she has seen the program grow from this very small, hey, we can do it, to a, hey, we're really getting it done out here kind of program. And she talks about seeing people that have been coming out for years and now they're bringing their kids out. And those are the sort of stories that you just, uh, they're very inspiring and inspiring. Uh, loaded with optimism for for what the future holds. Well, here's a big hoorah to Cameron Swain uh, and to you, Tanner Council, for doing such an extraordinary job. Tell us one more time the date and how people can find out about it. 20th Annual Clean the Bay Day, Saturday, June 4th, 9 a.m. to noon at most locations. Go to our website to find out where you can volunteer. It's very easy, cbf.org slash clean. Thank you very much, Tanner. It's great to have you up here. Did they did they give you a visa to come across the Virginia-Maryland line? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they checked the trunk and everything. <laughs> For Will Baker, Tanner Council, this is our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving Chesapeake Bay, uh, every two weeks on Tuesday. Please be sure to tune in and let your friends and family know. Tanner, thanks so much. Thank you so much. My pleasure. 